Jake and Josh podcast coming at you with a just a quick little episode tonight. Tonight we're talking about with uh, college football being you know kind of in full swing the postseason of college football, um, and then also um, as Bears fans um, because the NFL is uh, the NFL season is a rough time for us. We all are looking eagerly forward to the NFL draft, um, and so we thought we'd kind of mix those together. And we'll just come, we're coming out with you with a real quick podcast, just kind of talking about our 10 favorite NFL draft prospects that are going to be in the college football playoff coming up uh, at the beginning of uh, in January 1st. So, Josh, you have anything to say before we kind of get started just with this quick list? Yeah, we got a quick couple rules here. So, uh, our top rule or guidelines in the list is we can have anybody who's not if they're on one of the teams that are playing. So, like, Jackson Smith and Gabriel, receiver for Ohio State, will not be playing in their playoff games. So, um, you will not be, uh, you will not be included in the list. We will shout them out. We'll shout out a couple other players that are also injured that won't be in this list. Um, so, that's, that's one thing. Another thing, we did, Include we would have included this would have been the case already regardless of if this is or not but um, we did include a player from every team in the playoff so um, if there's like one team that we can have all of the NFL talent on their roster already we still um, kind of put the guideline that we throw in like their best NFL prospect that shot that was cool. um, throwing in the mix so. That's kind of a quick preview going in. That's our goal here is to get just like the best guys in the top platform in the nation at college football and top guys going to the NFL. For sure. And yeah, and like Josh said, you know, we're only going to be kind of ranking the top 10 guys that are actually playing in the playoff we we kind of left out there a couple guys that are in the mix i would say for the the top 10 but they won't be participating whether it be because of injury or just sitting out um with a fake injury um not that uh i'm talking about anyone particular but yeah a couple of those guys um blake quorum uh running back from michigan will be out um jackson smith and jigbo wide receiver from ohio state and then nolan smith kind of an edge rusher um, from University of Georgia. So those are kind of the three main guys that uh, are not included on this list that otherwise probably would have been um, were they healthy or at least in the mix um, for the for this. And then also just as a shout out, um, just another guy that is very, very closely, it was kind of a, the final cut from the list is, is uh, TCU quarterback Travis Hodges Tomlinson. Uh, a solid mid round to upper, you know, day two, you know, rounds sec, you know, two or three uh, type of corner. Um, that's solid, but not quite at the level um, that we, that at least we kind of mutually decided what was going to get into the top 10. So hopping right in, we'll just kind of go real quick. I'll, I'll kind of read their names. We'll kind of break down really briefly what, um, you know, what we think about them and then just, kind of let you know where they're at and and if you know just to, so you can be watching some of these names or watching for some of these players when that when the playoff games come around. So number 10 on our list is uh, offensive tackle uh Dewand Jones uh, from Ohio State. 
So this is a guy, he's uh, six foot eight, 359 pounds, just an absolute mammoth of a man. Um, starting on the Ohio, Ohio State offensive line, he plays left tackle for them. Um, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, he's, he's, he's huge. And so, you know, he has some, some limitations just in terms of his general quickness. Just anyone that big is going to um, struggle a little bit with some of that real quick movement. Um, but with, you know, with a guy that, that large, um, he's, he is still quite athletic. Um, definitely a, a potential value piece for an NFL franchise. And, and yeah, with a guy with measurables like that, that, has shown good things throughout the year. I would say he's, you know, he hasn't been perfect. That's why he's number 10 on our list. Um, but definitely got to watch out for. And if you're watching the game, uh, it'll be hard to miss him when he's six foot eight and 360 pounds. I don't know, Josh, you have any thoughts on DeWand? Big boy. That's all I got. Big boy. Yeah. Big boy. Uh, kind of, you know, surprisingly athletic, but I think he's, with the way that their game against Michigan went and some of the games down the stretch, I think people are a little bit a little bit skeptical of him. And just I think Ohio State's offensive line in general has kind of been catching a little bit of skepticism lately. Um, playing against Georgia, a team like that, is, is a really big opportunity for him to really flash and, and kind of show out. And so that's Dewan Jones, number 10. Now moving on to number nine, Josh, why don't you take it away? All right, our number nine is Zach Harrison. Also, an Ohio State football player. Uh, he's an edge rusher. He's, I want to say, I don't have his measurables up exactly, but I know he's, I think he's like 6'6, 270, somewhere around there. Um, he's a, a big guy, long, good athlete. He hasn't really produced at a high level at any point during his career at Ohio State, but uh, he's been a pretty consistent starter the last few years. Um, he's this high upside guy. You take swing at him in like the second round, late second round, and you're gone off that far. Um, you can turn him into a really solid edge back at the pro level. Yeah, for sure. So Zach, oh, yeah. So Zach Harrison, yeah, he's um he wears number nine for Ohio State's defense. Sorry for for those that um I didn't mention the number of of. Dewan Jones. Now he might be fairly obvious to to see on the field. He's the really big guy, um, but he's he's number seventy nine uh, on the offensive line. Zach Harrison, edge rusher for Ohio State, wears number nine. Josh was right on. He's six six two seventy one. Um, one so pretty impressive, honestly. I was I was pretty impressed uh, that he was that close. Uh, former five star, top ten recruit in his class. You know, kind of a lot of people thought of him as you know, the next potential Ohio State's kind of been waiting for their next Chase Young, the next Joey Bosa, you know, next Nick Bosa. Um, people had kind of thrown his name out there. I wouldn't say he's lived up to that level at all. Um, but, you know, very twitchy athlete. You know, that's a thing that NFL uh, scouts love is twitchy or kind of freaky athlete. You know, he seems to have a lot of speed and uh, with, you know, a good amount, you know, he's, he's tall, six, six, got a long wingspan. I think he's another guy that um, with a really good playoff could, could vault fairly high into the, into the draft conversations, you know, thinking like second and maybe even back into the first round, you know, there's, and, and right now, since we're talking about it, just there is precedent for guys like that who were not 
really on NFL radars. I think maybe the biggest example that I can think of, and Josh, feel free to chime in, biggest example I can think of is Patrick Queen from uh, LSU a few years ago when they won the national championship in 2019. Uh, Was an NFL prospect, but then with a really strong run in the playoff, particularly um, kind of vaulted into first round con- you know, considerations, which is a pretty large jump from where he was previously considered. So, you know, there's a lot to be potentially won and earned for these guys uh, with, with strong, strong performances. So Zach Harrison, do you have anything else on Zach Harrison, Josh? I don't think so. That's how I covered it pretty well. Perfect. Um, good, good potential. Um, he has a good playoff, like, honestly, a good playoff and a good combine. He'll launch like the late first round. Yeah. He's a guy I would expect to kind of flash at the combine. Um, but it'll be, I think what teams will be looking for is maybe a little bit, uh, on the field production. He just, it just has never really seemed to match the traits that he has. So mm-hmm. moving on, number eight, Michigan defensive tackle, Mozzie Smith. So this is a guy, 337 defensive tackle, just kind of became, a fixture of the the Wolverines defense this year. Uh, he was featured on uh, Bruce Feldman's freak list um, at the beginning of the year. You know, just a guy uh, who who's been you know solidly productive this year. He's only got, I mean, he's only got one sack, which isn't necessarily eye opening. Um, but from a defensive tackle, you don't necessarily expect massive stats. Uh, on the topic of massive, I mean, six three three thirty seven. This is a guy that's got a lot of a lot of bulk to add on the inside of, of your defense. And uh, I think, I think NFL scouts are are very interested in him. I think he's another guy that's going to test really well. A guy that's probably going to test better than his, even his production has been, but um, on a Michigan defense that doesn't scream mega NFL talent and just across the board, it's a very good defense, but it, they don't have any like real blue chip prospects. It seems like uh, Mozzie Smith is kind of the best bet um to to be a, a fairly high NFL draft pick and I think both of us are 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 pretty high on him. So Josh you I would kind of yeah I would kind of say the same thing I said last time. Big boy he's thick with two seeds and a K. Um so yeah that's all I got. Yeah so he's gonna be on the Michigan defensive line wearing number fifty eight. So when the, and then and that's going to be the Michigan versus TCU as opposed to the Ohio State versus Georgia game. So I'll I might as well just say it now. Um, one of these games is going to have a lot more guys on this list than the other right. games. Uh, and so we'll 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 kind of summarize that at the end. But as you'll you'll hear a lot of a couple teams and maybe not as much of the other two, like Josh was saying earlier. Mm-hmm. So Josh, you want to take it away? Who you got at number seven? Yeah. All right. So number seven, um, yeah, I actually have his measurables up. So number seven is Darnell Washington of the Georgia Bulldogs, number zero. He's a tight end. Um, his height weight is six seven, two hundred seventy pounds, um, and he's big. He's a big boy. Just enormous. Uh, what? He's enormous. He's enormous for a t- for a tight end, which is which normally tight ends are like the big athletes that you have six seven two seven. Um, 
So yeah, he's a he's big personal. Um, great blocker. Um, basically another offensive tackle in there. It's a little bit a little bit lighter. Um, great blocker. Got solid hands. Um, made some plays in the receiving game. Um, good athlete. But yeah, he's just big. Um, really really helpful if you have like a run heavy team. Just like throw in a big like six. Offensive lineman that can also catch the ball and can also go out and do things down the field. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, Darnell Washington, another, you know, top 10 type recruit when he came out, you know, number one tight end in his class type of guy. Um, part of a supremely loaded tight end room at Georgia. Um, you know, the, the stats aren't necessarily eye popping with him, you know, 26 catches four seventeen, a couple touchdowns on the, over the course of the year. Um, I think that if, you know, if a team really wanted to maximize him, he could put up pretty, you know, very good receiving numbers. But like Josh was saying, you know, he's six seven two seventy. He's got the build almost of an offensive lineman and he really does mall team you know mall players in in the run game and so he's a huge part of you know georgia's offense regardless of you know what the box score might suggest um and i think nfl teams um i if if i was running an nfl team i would definitely um i would definitely value his versatility as you know a solid you know big pass you know a mismatch as a receiver um but also a dominant blocker that can really elevate your run game so moving on to number six, uh, we got Broderick Jones. This is going to be number 59. He's a left tackle on the Georgia offensive line. Um, you know, with, with offensive linemen, you know, a lot of times if there's not that much to say about you, that's actually probably a good thing. And I would say with him, that's the, you know, he's, he's going to be a first round type prospect at, you know, tack at offensive tackle, you know, he's six four three eleven you know, multi-year starter um, or multi-year rotation player on that offensive line. They've just been turning out NFL guys left and right uh, on the Georgia offensive line. Um, yeah, kind of a back end of the first round type of tackle prospect who, you know, if there's a run on tackles, which happens from time to time, you know, you could see him pulling into the, um, you know, in that, into that maybe top 15 type of range um, if things felt right for him. But just a really solid player. I'll be really curious to see, you know, what he looks like against, uh, you know, matchup with like Ohio State's, you know, Zach Harrison, like we mentioned earlier, JT Tui, you know, Tui Moloau as well. You know, another opportunity for him to really flash. And, and and I'll be really curious mainly to see what he looks like at the combine before I really form a, a really strong opinion on him. But just a really, really solid, you know, to very good offensive lineman, uh, which Georgia seems like they grow on trees down there. So, uh, you have anything else to add on Broderick, Josh? Yeah, my thoughts on him, like, at 6'4", 3'11", some NFL teams might think that's a little small for a tackle. But, I mean, look at Rashawn Slater or um, we got Pierce Nelson also in the trap. Um, other guys that are a little bit shorter, maybe shorter arms. I don't know how long Broderick's arms are, but, like, um, maybe a smaller guy, maybe you're not thinking tackle. He's bumping inside his guard. And I think that's kind of where I think he'll fit in the office, like at guard. Um, that's just my opinion. He could also play tackle too. Um, that's what he's done at Georgia. So, yeah. 
That's my thought. Sure, Josh, who you got at number five? I got at number five. Um, number five, our um, next prospect, also from Georgia, because I appreciate Georgia guys, uh, is cornerback Shelly Ringo. Uh, I think he's 6'2", 205. This is height weight. Um, he's a big body corner, uh, physical guy, a lot of the corners in this factor, or a, a lot of corners in this draft are more physical, like man-to-man corners that um, may be a little bit too handy, too aggressive at some times, but ultimately um, they get the job done, lock down, big body guys, physical, not going to get overpowered most of the time. Um, and I think Taylor Ringo kind of fits into that thing pretty well. Um, I've heard one of the biggest knocks on him is like, Sometimes he'll give up like big plays, but he also makes a lot of big plays too. Yeah, and I think yeah, I think you know people say, oh, he gives up big plays. I think you know with sometimes with cornerbacks, I mean, obviously you prefer if they never gave up any plays, but a lot of you know sometimes if a guy gives up a big play from time to time, it's because it's, he's so good from a you know down to down basis that he doesn't really get any help. You know that they just they're they're fine with isolating him on an island against you know the other team's top playmakers and stuff like that and so I think that's kind of I in from what I've seen I would say that that seems to be the case with him he definitely seems to be kind of the class of this upcoming draft class in terms of cornerbacks um, possible top ten pick you know cornerbacks an important position and uh, he's definitely he's definitely up there you know another former five star really highly touted guy. Um, that's just come in and plugged right into that defense and been uh, very effective. So moving on to – we've moved into our top four. We have our first and our only TCU Horn Frog uh, and wide receiver Quentin Johnston. You know, 6'4", 215, massive, massive season just from a, a statistical standpoint. You know, Boletnikov finalist, um, you know, really, really key in that team. You know, 903 yards, um, five touchdowns. I feel like his impact on that team is even larger than than his statistical profile would suggest. Uh, huge bodied receiver, good top end speed, really difficult mismatch. You know, just for any, I'm very interested to see. You know, um, it, it'd be really interesting to see him matched up against Keely Ringo, and that's a possible thing that we could get in the in the national championship if TCU and Georgia both won. Uh, but he's just been, you know, he's just kind of a physical mismatch that teams in the big 12 just have not been able to neutralize. I would say by and large, you know, he, you think back to, um, he had a really tough, you know, back and forth battle. I think he won. I would say he won more than he lost probably against Kansas state in Julius Brent's go Hawks, former Hawkeye. Um, but yeah, he's definitely a, a top tier, uh, wide receiver candidate. I, I think with him, he reminds me a lot of Kevin white, uh, former Bears high draft pick. Um, and for his sake, I hope he's nothing like Kevin White at the professional level. Um, but yeah, just uh, he he's a, another guy that's really going to stand out uh, on the field just because of you know his height and how much he's featured kind of in that offense. And so he's wearing number one for TCU. Uh, and and I can assure you that the 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 broadcast will be talking about him plenty. So. Um, any thoughts on Quentin Johnson, Josh? Um, 
I mean, I was going to mention, like, Julius Branson. I personally, my opinion on that matchup, I thought Julius Branson kind of won the battle overall. Um, but, I mean, I think I still – it doesn't knock on what I think Lynn Johnson's going to be good about. I think he'll be really solid. Um, and he's a good athlete. He's a big body receiver. Really good mismatch. Um, first team to pick up early in the first round. And, um, yeah, that's my thought. Also, really quick before we move on, I forgot to mention Taylor Ring was number. Um, he's number five in the Georgia defense. So, look out for him. Yeah, be on the lookout. He's got, yeah. Um, yeah, good player. You'll see him matching up with with some of Ohio State's uh, very good receivers. That unfortunately, oddly enough, none of them made it onto this list. Um, but a lot of that has to do with more of their draft eligibility this year. So, Josh, introduce us to the number three guy on our list. Number three guy on our list is uh, we're back to Ohio now. Ohio State right tackle Paris Johnson number 77 I want to say yes um so yeah he's number 77 he'll be on the right side of the offensive line the other side Juan Jones um he's also a big body at right tackle 6'6 311 um not quite as big as Juan but still big enough for the NFL um really solid I have him as my top um tackle prospect in the draft um Personally, it's between – I'd say it's between him and Strauss, but I'd still say it's him. Peter Strauss, for, for those of you who don't know, Northwestern's offensive tackle. We can talk about him later around a different pod. That's fine. Anyway, back to Peter um, Strauss. Solid player, high upside, um, good athlete, top – I don't know. I don't think he's really top of the draft class. But he's definitely, like, a really high – like highly rated, highly covered recruit coming out of high school. Um, he's played well during his time at Ohio State. I think he struggled a little bit last year, but um, he kind of solidified himself in the first round uh, this year. So it'll be fun to watch him against Georgia's defense. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a guy, yeah, like Josh said, high, highly touted recruit, been, you know, lived up to that billing. Plays right tackle, which will be it'll be interesting to see if teams project him as a left tackle because right tackles tend to tend to slip a little bit in the draft. Uh, Tristan Orfs would be a really good example of that. Um, but yeah, kind of a guy. He's right in the mix for the the number one tackle, and and tackle is a as a prime position in the NFL, and so he's going to be going sooner sooner than later, especially if he puts on some you know some good tape against a, a, a very strong defense in Georgia. So moving on to number two, we're kind of cracking into like our top 10 or top five type players, like top five in the draft class players. Now, some of these other guys could be in the mix for that, but I would say uh, this guy is a guy that's almost a lock for a top five pick and potentially number one overall. And that's quarterback CJ Stroud for Ohio state. So number seven, uh, you know, six, three, he's, He's got a lot of the the physical attributes that NFL teams look for in a quarterback. Uh, you know, strong arm, very precise. Um, you know, solid mobility. He's not much of a runner. I think that's a thing that um, 
maybe sometimes holds Ohio State back a little bit. Um, I don't know if it's lack of I, – I, I would tend to think it's more of lack of willingness as opposed to lack of ability when it comes to that because uh, when he has run, he has shown uh, decent athleticism uh, outside of the pocket. But, you know, very, very, very adept passer. Um, you know, he's going to – this is a big opportunity for him to really solidify. I mean, with a really strong performance, he could be, you know, looking at num- number one overall. I mean – you know, saying it how it is, you know, the NFL values quarterbacks. Um, and while I, the two of us don't think he's the best player in this game, um, he could definitely with a, with a really strong performance uh, in the playoff uh, could vault himself into um, the number one overall pick for sure, which he's already in the mix for pretty strongly. So Josh, what are your thoughts on CJ Stroud? Good player. Made the Heisman ceremony back back. Didn't win either time, but I mean, I think it's pretty fairly impressive to at least be considered that Heisman Trophy in two consecutive. Yeah. yeah, that's pretty much that's yeah. What I pretty much yeah. That's there's. I feel like there's not a ton to say about him. You know, we'll break down each position and who we think are the best players at each position. You know, go, as we get closer to the. Um, to the, the actual draft itself. But yeah, CJ Stroud, um, you know, a very, you know, one of the best quarterbacks in, in college football for a couple of years in a row now, and very much a highly coveted NFL prospect uh, who's got a lot to prove, I would say, um, because of a little bit of a disappointing showing uh, a couple of years in a row against Michigan. Um, and so a big opportunity for him to, you know, have a, a, a massive game, uh, on a big stage against a, a really high quality team. So, uh, Josh, why don't you just kind of close this out? We, we're we're at our number one pick. Josh, why don't you just tell us a little bit about this player? All right, our top pick. Um, for those of you who do not know us very well, we did not choose um, favorite or Mr. Irrelevant favorite, Vlad McConaughey <laughs> out of Georgia. Um, we also got Chief Stetson Bennett, another phenomenal Georgia offensive player who just gets the job done. Um, we decided to go with defensive lineman Jalen Carter, uh, which for those of you who know who we're talking about or who don't know who we're talking about, um, this is a player that has been commonly and consistently like questioned as far as his attitude, his willingness to play. Um, which should raise a lot of red flags for NFL teams, to maybe drop a little bit further than normal. Maybe this is a late second round. I don't know, like pick fifty six. Um, maybe the Bears will take a swing at him then. Um, hopefully, I would love that. Um, but yeah, Keelan Carter, really, really strong guy. Um, really good player. Like I personally have him like on my top overall prospect, not considering like initial value um, who's drafting at top. Probably the top guy in the class. Um, just really solid interior defensive lineman. Um, really high upside, really high floor. Hasn't produced like my box stats, but just does his job, gets things done in the run game, makes pressure happen in the pass game. Um. Yeah, really good 
best player in the playoffs at this point, as far as we know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and Josh covered a lot of it. He's a guy I feel like when you watch Georgia play, he makes a much larger impact on the game than he would show on the stat, like in the box score. Um, yeah. You look at his stats from this year, He's they've got you know 13 solo tackles, 29 total tackles, three sacks, and two fumbles. That doesn't necessarily scream, you know, all-world player but if you watch him play uh it tells a lot i feel like it tells a significantly different story i mean really impactful like josh said you know multi-dimensional he's a great run defender he eats up blocks and and he provides pretty pretty strong pressure up the middle as well which is all you're asking for in a defensive tackle um ohio state's offensive line particularly I would say on the interior, but even just in general um, has been pretty, has, has kind of, I would say they've been underwhelming down the stretch this, uh, this season. Um, and so it'll be really interesting to see it, how much he's able to disrupt Ohio state uh, from the interior. I think it's, it's set up, it's teed up very well for him to have a huge game against Ohio state. Um, and so it'll just be depending on, you know, is he, is he going to, is he going to live up to that? I, I would say his performance suggests that he's more than capable of, of dominating that game. And whether that shows up as two or three tackles in the, in the box score uh, or not, um, I think I could see him having a massive impact on that game um, and, and, and proving why he is, as Josh mentioned, you know, a, a top level, you know, Obviously, he may not go number one overall, but he's a top tier prospect and a top level player. Um, that should definitely fall to like the eighth pick after the Bears trade out of the number two spot. Um, but uh, yeah, that's basically where we're at. Yeah, Jalen Carter. Yeah, so he wears number eighty-eight. Um, he'll be yeah, he'll be in he'll be in the Ohio State backfield a lot. I just have a feeling that he'll be in the Ohio State backfield a lot during that game. So you'll get you'll get plenty of exposure to him. Um, but yeah, great player. Um, I have a little bit more high praise for him. Um, and I'm sure most people, or at least most people who um, have watched Georgia and most people who have kept up with like Georgia's defense, like how insane it's been last few years. Um, I think Jalen Carter is the best. If if not the best, one of the best like NFL prospects that like Kirby Star has produced on the shorter defense while he's been there. Um, that is high praise. That, that is very high praise because you think back to like last year they sent Jordan Davis, Masked Individual, Free Gaffney. Um along with a handful of other guys. What is it? Um, the first overall pick, Trayvon Walker, yeah, Trayvon Walker, who exploded at the combine. Um, it's like tremendously high upside player. I think Jalen Carter overall has been like, is the highest, like, in terms of both, like, seen impact and proven ability and, like, athletic upside I think he combines like the highest or like the best 
prospect sent out by a Kirby Smart program. Yeah, and yeah, I he's definitely a player you're gonna want to be paying attention to him uh, as much as possible during the game because yeah, number eighty-eight on George's interior defensive line, uh, and he finds ways not even just on defense to to be disruptive. He's a, a really a really impactful special teams player in terms of like blocking kicks and things like that. And they even mix him in on offense um, from time to time when they go ultra jumbo and try to run. Um, with their with their biggest players, it's the thing that Georgia does that I really enjoy watching is they get some of their just they just get their biggest guys, whether it's offense or defense on the field, and they just run at you uh, and dare you to try to stop them when you have seven four hundred pound freak athletes running at you at the same time. Um, so you'll see it moved around, but I think I if he's not in the backfield routinely against Ohio state, then uh, I don't, I don't really love Georgia's chances um, because that means Ohio state has uh, found a way to control one of the most disruptive players in college football, regardless of stat output. So um, yeah, really, 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 really uh, looking forward to that Ohio state, Georgia game. (laughs) The TCU-Michigan game, you know, it'll be fun to watch. Not nearly as much NFL talent, although I will say, you know, there's there's still solid amount of prospects on on both of those teams. They're just going to be later rounds. But, you know, several first-round guys, you know, going through our list, I would say, you know, first-round type guys on our list, Jalen Carter, C.J. Stroud, Paris Johnson, you know, Keely Ringo, Broderick Jones. And then, you know, so that's, you know, five – first round guys right there. And then, and then you're even, you know, wondering, you know, does Darnell Washington, does Zach Harrison, does Dewan Jones, one of those three guys sneak into the bag, you know, at the back end of the first round as well. A lot of talent on the field and that's not even including, you know, plenty of underclassmen that are going to be very high picks as well. So if, uh, if you watch one bowl game this year, watch the Ohio state uh, Georgia game. Uh, I think it'll be a better game than the national championship. So um, any last thoughts, Josh, before we kind of head out for the, for the pod? Nope. Don't think so. All right. Um, Well, in that case, thanks for listening. Yeah. This has been our, our top 10 NFL draft prospects in the college football playoff. Hopefully uh, you get, this gives you a little primer and into watching those games and some of the guys you you'll watch in that game, hopefully making huge impacts and then some guys that you'll be seeing on Sundays as well. So in the meantime, uh, thanks for listening and uh, yeah, have hoof a good week as we like to say. Bye to the fans. Bye to the fans.